Hi everyone and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of The Sound Seed. The Sound Seed is an extension of the Women's Bible Study in Manchester called The Seed and we um, we aim to plant the truth and uproot the lies that the enemy have planted in our lives by the grace of God. We are under a ministry called Love Limitless and they um, are based in London and they host workshops and conferences and they can be found and more info about them can be found at www.lovelimitless.com. We, this podcast aims to share the truth through conversation, community and discipleship. My name is Ife and I am joined with Lisa, Princess, Susanna. Thank you. Um, and we're just going to go over a topic that we shared at the, at the very beginning of this year. And it, it was called the, a quarter preserve. And I believe that God laid it on my heart to speak about this topic in the, in the beginning of the year because it was the beginning of the year when everyone was speaking about new year new me god wanted to resurrect some things that were old um <laughs> and he also wanted to just make sure that we are being preserved in the truth of his word so we looked at jude who can remember that topic i know it was heavy i know it was a while ago but i believe the truth still remains so, amen so who can remember that topic what 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 were your heavy takeaway points lisa um I think my main takeaway was I remember how I felt during that whole session. I would ex- like describe it as being a roller coaster ride of emotions. And when we're going through um, the behaviour of um, the church at that time, I remember the writer was like, "I really wanted to come and share good news and tell you how great you were doing and all that stuff, but I can't because there is such." Yeah, things that are going on where you are isn't right. The mm-hmm. the gospel isn't being preserved. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not teaching the right things. There's a lot of corruption. And it's really easy for us to look at stuff like that and be like, oh, that was them. But now I realize that it was us as well mm-hmm. and how easy it is to um, really twist the gospel and lose sight of the truth mm-hmm. um and it was really really heavy because i could just see all the the bad things that were going on there and also the bad things that are going on in the church today mm. um and i remember just being at a real low and just being like oh we're such a crappy people <laughs> um but then obviously we have jesus and the, the last bit of the scripture that we read which talks about how because we have Jesus, because we have the spirit, we don't do it by ourselves, um, that we have a helper who is there um, and he gives us the grace to do what is right um, mm-hmm. and indeed to preserve the gospel. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I took away from it. I was on a high by the end of the session anyway. By the grace of God. Amen. <laughs> Princess, what about you? Um, I think for me, one thing I left with was there was was a very first question you asked at the very beginning Mm -hmm. where um, you said, do we believe there's a lack of urgency Mm -hmm. within the church? And that question really shook me because as I sat down, I heard, you know, all the different contributions. And yeah, we can definitely say that that is that is a case. We can see that even in the church now, we see that there is a lack of urgency and it's 
leading to so many different things is leading to complacency mm. from that place of a lack of urgency it's affecting how much we're seeking after god it's affecting how willing we are to ensure that people know this mm. this god that we serve this god that we claim to love it's affecting how willing how how willing we are to be bold wherever we find ourselves it's just affecting everything and i think that was just a time where i could just reflect and sit down and say you know if if we're saying we're here for god then there needs to be urgency attached to that 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 desire that proclamation that you know we are children of god we can't just live life anyhow if mm-hmm. that makes sense so it was it was a time of just great reflection like acknowledging that this is where we currently are and god we're really trusting you for help mm-hmm. so it was quite a deep session yeah <clears throat> Sorry, my God. Um, I would actually really echo a lot of what Princess said. I think for myself, I kind of sat with it and said, okay, how serious am I about God? How mm. how serious am I about being bold about his word? Like, wherever I am, at school, at work, like, how honest am I about him outside of my Christian circles? Because I think I was able to confidently say, when I'm at the field, when I'm at church, I scream about Jesus. Of yeah. course I do. Um, but outside of those places, how honest am I about the fact that I believe Jesus Jesus is coming back, and it's impo- one of my responsibilities as a Christian is to help other people get prepared. Yeah. How much am I? How committed am I to that? I had to really kind of sit with myself, and it was a painful um, yeah. um, process, but necessary nonetheless. Necessary. I agree because I remember. I remember for myself, it was definitely a roller coaster ride of. God, we're in such a lack, but your grace is still so sufficient, you know. Um, I wanted to, I also wanted to speak with the urgency that Jude and Peter spoke, actually, since it's found in Second Peter um, verse 2, verse 1 to 3. Chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, sorry. And they spoke with so much urgency. They would say things like, you know, there are ungodly men in your church. People perverse the grace of, of God into sensuality, to things that please you, the things mm-hmm. that you want to hear, mm-hmm. that those that have itching ears will come um, to hear to hear the things that have been perverse, the greed and the selfishness that were that were found in the church. And I believe that God really wanted to show us that despite all that may be around you, I still want you to stay in my truth. Mm. Despite the temptations to go and to respond to this grace that has been so easily perverse, I still want you to keep yourself in the love of God. As as Jude says, keep yourselves. And it's it's up to God to keep us in him, yeah. you know, because yeah. it says, as, as Lisa said at, at the end, and now unto him who is able to keep us, um, to, to present us blameless, should I say. Um, but I really wanted us to just really explore a question um, because people might be or might be listening to this and saying, I agree with you, but how do I not, how do I make sure that I'm not easily deceived? You seek the word out for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think um, we speak about it a lot, but we don't always take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Go and find out what the Bible says for yourself. You can't. It's, I'm not saying don't trust your pastors or don't trust your leaders, but you know the Bible says to um, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Go and figure out what it says for yourself. So do your due do your due diligence and research. I would definitely say do that so that you aren't easily deceived and match everything you hear with the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you have scripture to always match up because if there's no if if you're not finding the same thing some, something is wrong if something that you've read or you found out doesn't fit with what the bible is saying you know you have been deceived the, the truth is is the word of god so that is what is good that is your benchmark mm-hmm. if i can use that term yeah. I've, I've heard people say you know my revelation is not your revelation i said 
<laughs> the revealed word is the revealed word. Mm-hmm. You know, like there might be different expressions yeah. um, or different facets of how it was revealed to you. Yeah. But ultimately, when you hear a revealed word saying, oh, remember how God showed me that, mm-hmm. you know, so it might not be through the same cart, but you're still getting to the same place. Yeah. yeah. Who else? What do we think? How can we not easily be deceived? Are there any tools apart from the word of God? Um, how can we be deliberate, you know, and be diligent to see things the way that God sees them in this day and age? I would say good community would be a good place as well, um, because it also says in the word of God that iron sharpens iron, mm. um, and if you're around people that are bold, if you're around people that are courageous, if you're around people that are unapologetically um righteous and are, are seeking after holiness in mm. that way yeah. then all of a sudden you'll realize that you desire those things as well you're running with them as well yeah. um so good company is really really important and if you don't feel like you have that around you you need to yeah you first need to check yourself check your surroundings and say like what am i allowing into my life are they speaking the truth of God's word obviously you need to know God's word to know what the truth is yeah. are they speak speaking the truth of God word God's word like what are their fruit um and really analyze because it's you can say oh it's not that deep but then this is this is eternity mm. this is actually eternity and I think it's really easy for us in this day and age to be like oh yeah people would say Jesus are com- is coming for like the longest time, the longest time. Mm. But the thing is, regardless of how long it takes, we know that he is coming. coming. And are you going to be ready? Like there are sacrifices that you can make now that have eternal consequences. Mm. Um, not just for yourself, but think about the generations that are going to come after you as well. Um, and not just be so um, present with here and now, but thinking about where your tomorrow is going to be as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to link off to what Lisa um, has just been saying, um, just the importance of community, because I'll be, I'll be honest and I'll open up about something. I always used to have this fear that, you know, I was quite aware that, oh, it's so easy. I'd heard so many stories of, you know, people who'd started so strongly in the faith and, you know, mm-hmm. overnight mm-hmm. their views mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. And I was always so careful of what I'd watch, what mm-hmm. I'd listen to. Mm-hmm. Like the fear was so strong that, I'd rather just stay at home because I felt yeah. like, okay, at home, it's I'm just, <laughs> yeah, it's just me and these yeah. walls. Nobody can yeah. come in and, you know, yeah. um, feed me, yeah, yeah, feed me with lies. Like, how mm. do I know this is a lie? How do I know that this is the truth? That kind of thing. And just the importance of community because it's easier to get it wrong and not even know if you're yeah. by yourself. Yeah. yeah, It's easier. But when you're with especially the right community, people yeah. are able to call things out and say, oh, perhaps you've got this wrong. Because I'll give a personal example as well. Um, in, in my church, I was um, I was leading worship or even um, leading prayer. And I think there's a scripture I found in Psalm and David would always say, magnify the Lord, mm-hmm. magnify the Lord with me. So I was like, oh, this is amazing. I started studying, you know, a magnifier. What does that do? So I would always encourage people, let's magnify the Lord. So, so in my head, a magnifier makes something appear bigger. It's like an exaggerated yeah. um, view of something mm-hmm. you're currently looking mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. So I would explain that. I was like, come on, let's let's make let's make God bigger. So I think I said it about the third time, and then one of one of the older ladies that I look up to in church sat me down, and she was like, "There's something you've been saying, and I want us to talk about it." I said, "Okay, um, you know." 
what do you think <laughs> this afraid. is? And then, <laughs> no, no, she was very, she was very friendly with it, and I see her as like an older sister. Mm-hmm. There was even her approach; I loved it. She corrected me in love. She was like, um, you know, you've been saying, you know, let's magnify God. Okay, let's look at this. What does it mean to magnify God? What does it mean to make something bigger? Do you really think we can make God bigger? Mm. So I said, okay, you know, it, she didn't really feed me the answers, but she let me really think about it. Yep. I was like, you know what? Oh, you're actually right. She was like, we can, we can. We can magnify his greatness, expand on it, as in let's focus so much on it that we're able to see it for ourselves where it's so grand to us that we know that he's so great. Mm-hmm. But we can't really, it's wrong to say, oh, let's make God bigger because mm-hmm. he's already big in himself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do to make him bigger. Mm-hmm. But to yourself, you can magnify, you can put yourself in a position where his greatness is magnified to you, where yeah. you're able to understand and then receive it. it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, wow, that's amazing. And since then, I've not said it in a while, but <laughs> even if I wanted to say it, I, at least I know that it's mm-hmm. coming from a, depth, a place of understanding. Yeah. So if I was just by myself and I had no one to tell me that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, revelation, you know, this is a new revelation. Let's magnify him. I'll be walking in error and nobody yeah. around to tell me that. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of why community is so important. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I think another another thing. I think I remember in the session we spoke about, you know, what what makes us so easily blind or what easily mm. blinds us, should I say? Yeah. I remember um, us speaking about how sometimes the things that blind us isn't what is on us, but the things that we actually don't have. Mm. So, for example, we think. The things that blind you is a blindfold or the things that blind you is things that are in your way and sometimes or in this case the things that blinded them was the lack mm. that they didn't have you know it wasn't so much of what they did have because they had the teachers they had the word they they had paul and uh, so jude or even paul's letters maybe um sent to them or even heard about the gospel but what they didn't have was the knowledge of jesus christ you know, the depth, the understanding, mm. you know, going to search scripture for themselves and not just waiting for false teachers to feed them with the word of God, mm. not just waiting for um, for them to be fed. I think a lot of the times, even at school, I, I understand how it's so easy to be spoon fed. Mm-hmm. You just have to fake it. <clears throat> yeah. You just have to be like, Miss, I don't understand. Like, maybe shed a few tears, you know. Miss, I just don't understand. Like, it's just really hard. And some, some of them are genuine. Yeah. But I think some of them come from a place of laziness yeah. come from a place of I know you're going to do it for me anyway yeah, yeah. come from a place of I just, I just want to mess around and yeah. still get the work done you yeah. know I think we are like that sometimes yeah. we want to mess around and still have the fruit mm-hmm. of righteousness oh. you know we want to mess around and still have something to bear say look I've done it guys I've done it can you not wow. see my growth wow. and it's false because it, it doesn't come from a place of understanding true, or yeah. from a place of sacrifice mm-hmm. yeah. because God is really calling us to come and sit with yeah. my word I remember watching something and it said you know it doesn't say you know come and find so I knock on the door and I went in revelation it says I knock God says I knock on the door and I wait for you mm. um, to come and it also says those that um no that's the wrong scripture sorry it's in first chronicles it says if my people will humble themselves if my people who are called by my, by my name will humble themselves and seek me yeah. not and look Mm. you know not and just look in the air if you're not there then bye mm. but who is going to be diligent enough to sit with the word of god and mm. seek i remember at the session at the seed we spoke about how it's really hard to dig for gold but it's so precious yeah it's hard it takes sweat it takes work mm. but you're digging for it um it's, it's probably more valuable than anything because you just can't find gold on the top of a supermarket like if we want to go and find yeah. we have to dig we have to sit we have to seek um 
yeah um so i'm just going to read the scripture it's in jude 1 verse 17 it says but you must be remember beloved the predictions of the apostle the apostles of our lord jesus christ they said to you in the last time there will be scoffers there will be scoffers there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions it is these who cause divisions worldly people devoid of the spirit but you everyone say but you but you <laughs> that's you listening everyone but here yes. but you this is but to you, ourselves yeah. also yep. mm. but you beloved build yourselves up in your most holy faith mm. and praying in the holy spirit keep yourselves in the love of god waiting for the mercy of our lord jesus christ that leads to eternal life and have no mercy so and have mercy on those who doubt and save others by snatching them out of the fire to the to, uh, to others show mercy with fear hating even the garment stained by the flesh and this is the bit that i love verse 24 now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy amen, amen. amen. i believe so even every prayer even this session we're just going to end with now unto him we can speak so much about what to do and how to do it but it has to be done in the grace of god it is by the grace of god that we're mm-hmm. preserved it is by the grace of god that we desire to even know god and to look like him yeah. so it's now unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy so i want to encourage you guys to speak the gospel with urgency live out the gospel with urgency um, who can think of a challenge who can lead everyone here a challenge I'd probably like to have time to intentionally seek God mm-hmm. in his word because as we mentioned that is the only way you're going to know the truth mm-hmm. is if you read the word for yourself and so to strip away the excuses of oh I, I don't know how to understand it oh i don't know how to do this or do this or do this but putting excuses aside and actually humbling yourself and coming before god just as you are yeah and to sit and to sit to to sit sit and to wait yeah and not to sit for a message you need to prepare and not to sit to speak to other for other people but just to sit and be in the presence of god and to receive the fullness that he has for you in that moment not everyone needs to know what god is teaching you sometimes he Mm. might draw from it but the the purpose of god speaking to you is for you and he draws from that well for other people so we need to stop getting in the habit of i need to pray because of this yeah i need to pray because i need to survive you know it's a faithful commitment that i need to you know build myself up in because i know it is is it's part of survival when it comes to this race so thank you guys so much for joining us so this has been the sound seed thank you so much for listening and remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community see you on the next episode <laughs>